and Before the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week, we're listening to the fourth album from San Francisco's own Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down. It's called A Man Alive, and it starts out like this. Decades to decide, I need to sucker for an album that starts with this level of maximalism where just there's so many different sounds and there's this really produced feeling and there's these kind of vocal processing ticks there's this one bit where it kind of it really modulates and takes what's natural and makes it feel very synthetic so even though i think there's this overall kind of artificial versus real where the synth bass really dominates the sound but then there's also some pretty natural sounding strings and actually there's this tambourine which somehow just gives it this lovely texture it really starts the album on a high note it's a very different sound than the sort of folk rock stuff that Tao Wen had made before this and we said this is the fourth album as Tao and the Get Down Stay Down but Tao Wen has done other solo stuff as well and she's a very practiced artist but she teamed up with Meryl Garbus of Tune Yards to do this album and I think that influence is really clear on this record. Meryl Garbus lives in Oakland and Tao is here in San Francisco and so two of the greatest musicians in the area right now and it's and they teamed up and recorded this at Tiny Telephone which is run by John Vanderslice which is another really key part of the music scene in San Francisco. So anyway Meryl Garbus is very focused on a sound that's kind of both electronic and organic and she does that really well and she brought that um, to this record. Yeah, I think having the combination and contrast between those sounds is pretty appropriate. Where here, Tao is expressing these very complicated emotions that she has about her dad, uh, who left her when she was very young. And so there's this abandonment in lines like, uh, you don't look for me, how I will look for you. And that sort of asymmetric relationship. There's this frustration how it's just taken decades to decide when the song begins, decades to decide. And then finally forgiveness is what it comes down to at both the beginning of the song and the end of the song it leaves down to do you know that you are forgiven it's how talked about the content of the song on the song exploder podcast and so we have a little bit more insight into it but i know she has said that the whole album is about this subject and she's it's 
what came up was that she realized that, you know, she hasn't talked to her dad in decades, but she could find him pretty easily because she knows he's in touch with some other more distant relatives. And it's getting to a point where she realizes that he's getting old and she may have a limited time in which if she wants to contact him again, she will be able to. And so she's kind of deciding what is right for her and what would it mean for her to reach out to him. Not all the songs are as direct as this one, though. The meaning is more obscure in this next song, The Evening. is certainly i think a more straightforward sound but it's not a stripped down sound here there are these sounds that get layered on each verse gets kind of richer and more fleshed out and then underlying it is this beat that i wasn't quite sure how to describe <laughs> like is it groovy is it funky is it slinky mm-hmm. is it some combination of those all three i don't know but it just really keeps it anchored down and i think it's just a basic four for a beat except it isn't there's such heavy syncopation that i'm not even sure what's going on i just know that it's carrying me forward into the rest of the song and then as part of that per- percussion i just have to call out there's this great car tap 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 uh cowbell sound in mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. that is very charming and it also helps keep things kind of off kilter because it comes in at just weird points in each meter yeah, I think Meryl Garbus has, she lived in West Africa to study drumming or something like that. And so she has a lot of that sort of percussive, weird, tribal, almost sounding drum sound mm-hmm. in her music, which I really like. But I really like how this song in particular emphasizes Tao's voice. And it's not like she really has a what you would call a good singing voice. I, I, are those air quotes? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, those are air quotes. Um, but it's it's very, it has a lot of character and I really like it, but it's not. You know, it's a little bit strained and off key. And I like that she just kind of puts the vocals way up front and lets the seams show and doesn't try to make it perfect. And especially in a world where autotune has become so popular, it's really nice to hear that kind of authenticity in her in someone's voice. Well, yeah, she's exploring very real emotions. And this song certainly continues with those album's themes that, you know, that how weird it is to have your father is gone. No, no he's not dead. He's just gone he's still alive a man alive and in fact the album title shows up in this lyric which is all this time a man alive like just how how carrying that with you every day Mm -hmm. knowing that he's out there and all this time then some noodling and a man alive and there's this sort of one two three pause one two three pause kind of rhythm and it just hammers home that message Mm -hmm. and just the profound strangeness of that and i think that kind of intensity carries forward to the next track that we'll play that's called nobody dies Thank you. 
to say, not to say, not to say I wasn't grieving, believing Not to say, not to say, not to say I want another, just like the others I sent traditional rock song it's still got that funky bass but it sounds more like they're playing naturally instead of having the instruments recorded and then chopped up and then kind of you know put together in in synthetic way like on most of the other songs and we got to see town the get down stay down at south by southwest this year in austin and it was right before this album came out and so she played a whole lot of songs off of it obviously and this one and hand to god were the two that really stood out for me and really made me excited about hearing this record yeah i agree that this is a standard it might be my favorite track on the album it i think it's kind of interesting though because you say it's a traditional rock song and i think it starts off and it establishes that traditional rock structure but then over the course of the song you get this kind of layering of more electronic sounds over the course of it never enough to overwhelm it but it does kind of add to that strangeness and then structurally it seems like verse chorus verse chorus except going into the second chorus no wait it's not a chorus it's actually this vocal bridge which i think inverts i think there's a real cynicism to that chorus like it's so catchy this jam of you know where she's going we all you you i we act like nobody dies and then that's you know it's kind of the celebration this existentialist but also kind of cynical like we're all just kind of avoiding the you know avoiding the issue that we're we need to get around to this because we're not going to be around mm-hmm. forever you certainly aren't as my dad and then this bridge comes in in place of the chorus and it has this great won't you come for me i've got love to give and she's still she's still putting herself out there for him and it's just it's really moving it's tough to take but as i said catchy as hell this song just well and really i like rocks. That that's a good example of how she takes a song that's kind of about her personal situation and makes it really universal in a way that everyone can appreciate and like empathize with and it's true that we all act like nobody dies it's not just unique to her and i like that about you know most of the songs on this record and I like also that this is an example of how I know she had said in an interview that she made a conscious choice to make these very upbeat, danceable songs and try and capture the energy of the band's live performance on the record because she knew that it was really heavy material. And she talked about how her favorite part of her job is going out and performing the songs live and connecting with the audience. And she knew that if it was a very somber sounding record about really depressing material, then she wouldn't be able to go out there and perform them and, you know, go on tour and um, really like sell it to the audience. And so. 
yeah, she manages to get these songs, yeah, downer material, but very, very high energy to the point that I might describe this song as a barn burner. Very, very rocking. But there's a change of pace that on the next song, we're not going to talk about things get, I would say, almost jazzy. And that song is called Guts. I quit the count until we meet again. It does not matter now. With the ones you love, you go out and catch them. The way our lazy arms stay, if you can fathom. I got the guts, I don't need my blood. I got the guts, I don't need my blood. If the breeze leaves with the ones I songs go together thematically but they all address different topics around the same theme and they're not repetitive and like for example this one i took as being her stepping back and recognizing that despite going through all this trauma with her family of origin it becomes less important as she becomes the adult that she is and it's sort of like i took the meaning of the song to be that you know the guts that you acquire by living the life that you've chosen eventually become more important than the blood that is you know that is in you that is what you were born with. Yeah, that it's really explicit and a great sort of making concrete of that sort of nature versus nurture and the way also that, you know, over time as you become an adult, you're nurturing yourself Mm -hmm. and that blood is what you're born with, but then the guts are what you develop and becomes more important in the end. And I think that, you know, there are a lot of these repeated motifs like on this particular topic i think an earlier song she mentions having half a skeleton or wanting to get rid of half of her blood presumably from her father and here talking about her blood and comparing to her lived experience and that there there is i think a lot of continuity and maybe repetition almost but the songs are musically so different the composition styles and you know that we have rock and jazz and it's kind of more world music and crazy beats and then stripped down sounds electronic versus organic and it it makes it really listenable even when we keep going to the same thematic well and i like this song it's mostly keyboards and in fact there's this kind of bridge where she says you know i'm so easy to find you won't come get your girl and it's heartbreaking and then there's just this catchy kind of dun, 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 these two piano chords repeated over and over again and it's just kind of percussive and simple, catchy, lets the vocals really shine. Adam Thompson plays both the keyboard and the bass on this record and in her band. So that may be why these instruments have kind of a similar flavor throughout the record. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, because I, I had noticed that on different tracks, 
you know, it'll be a string, a string based sort of traditional mm-hmm. guitar style bass, and then other times a synth bass, and they're both work so effectively on the different songs. Things do get a little less funky and strip away the bass, uh, I think, to become a little more contemplative, and that's on this next track, as we'll discuss. It's called Millionaire. Shadow and her voice is so high in the mix and I like how there's the you know you really have her voice at the forefront and then this weird effects heavy guitar is what I think it is and then a really light minimalist percussion and then it goes really well with the fact that it's lyrically also really simple yeah I think it's simple but to me at least it was heartbreaking there's this core couplet where she's you know the title of the song daddy i broke into a million pieces that makes you a millionaire and i'm putting that positive spin on it but it's yeah that's being abandoned like that it it was an act of violence and he doesn't even know he has no idea the damage he's done to her so sad yeah this song and guts i feel like are the the sort of sad core at the middle of this record and then after that we get back into more energetic tracks like the next one we'll play meticulous bird Chase a stone cold thief with a regular grab. I find the scene of the crime. I take my body back. I chase a stone cold thief with a regular grab. I find the scene of the crime. I take my body back. above you meticulous bird of prey yeah this song in addition to having an awesomely ridiculous title is just structurally really dense where there's a lot of places where you think verse chorus oh no wait this isn't a chorus oh wait is this a chorus is this a bridge and different sections where the entire song kind of breaks down and it went really hard to pick a representative clip but there's this through line of just general menace yeah, I mean, parts of it are menacing, but I like the way it shifts, actually. It starts out kind of like a 
Luscious Jackson pop song. I don't know if anyone else remembers Lush- uh, Luscious Jackson. I remember them. But then it shifts into this minor key section with a really menacing sounding electronic whine and it's very discordant and the lyrics are vaguely threatening. And I, I like the way that it shifts really unexpectedly. Yeah, there's this... I mean, speaking of the shift, there's this line, grow my hair so long to wrap around you. And I think those lyrics with different music would seem almost like a sensuality to it, where it's just like, oh, long hair is beautiful and wrapped around you in an embrace. But with this kind of tone and rhythm, it is not... It's not about an embrace. It is a threat. Well, and then the next line is, you've been starving for hair ever since I found you. So it's like the hair is suffocating. And Tawa said that this is a song for survivors of sexual assault, and it's about kind of reclaiming your body. So that kind of resonates in the idea of someone using their own hair to get revenge. And I really like that. So we go from that kind of violent imagery into a song that's very kumbaya called Give Me Peace. so much older now give me peace give me peace float it up over and out so you can sleep and i can see if you could you would do it a lifetime of love to prove but i would never hold you to it everyone has the right to move message here may be kind of kumbaya or certainly the title of the song is but then the sound of it is just so chaotic and there's a lot of sounds that are really not sweet by any stretch of the imagination there's these kind of scratchy old record samples and then these kind of out of place whistling these really overdriven synth sounds and then this toy piano really out of tune and it's just there's no steady footing anywhere. There's not a foundation that's constantly shifting under me. There's just this great off-kilter energy to it. Yeah, I think that's what Meryl Garbus does really well. And I think this is the one with the strongest Meryl Garbus production imprint on it. Uh, it. As far as the narrative arc of the album, what I took this song to be about is that after going through all the emotions that Tao was processing in writing this record, this is kind of where she gets to. And it's she's you know it's a plea give me peace but it's also kind of a conclusion that she is at peace regardless of what happens whether she contacts her father or whatever it's like she has this damage but she is kind of okay with it either way and it reminded me of in the dan savage and the savage love podcast i think is who always says you know closure is some isn't something that you get from someone else it's something that you do and so this is like kind of her way of like finding closure about this relationship yeah and and i'm happy for her and yet there is this line where she says what if i need my one enemy and that's 
kind of it's tough bit you know she's coming to terms with how she's gotten to this place in her life and maybe is finding peace but that includes having to accept some tough truths and there aren't easy answers but she keeps trying to find the hard answers and that's certainly the case on this next track the penultimate track called hand to god the creeps so deep in disguise the private lives of private eyes my baby you know she loved the life and i tried so hard to do right she's actually come to so much acceptance that she's able to put herself in her father's shoes and I read an interview with her where she was talking about how you know she realizes that her father was not a great guy and maybe had some mental illness and addiction stuff going on and it may he may have seen it as the best thing that he could do for his family was to take himself away from them rather than to continue to create chaos in the family and so I really like the way that she Puts, is able to put herself in her shoes, in his his shoes, and be empathetic and think, you know, maybe the best thing that I can think is that you did this, you know, I, you know, as a way to help your family in the only way that you felt you could. And it's such a catchy song too. Yeah, it's catchy as heck. They there's this backing vocal kind of woo woo, woo and it feels really old school. And then there's this instrumental bridge that comes in later, and it's really so high energy and kind of celebratory. And it does take the edge off, I think, successfully, the fact that she's getting into her dad's head and it's not a very pretty place. And that's kind of what the entire album is doing. It's this trick of exploring sadness and anger, loss, and how hard it is to get past these traumas, especially one early in her life like this, and does it without being repetitive. It's not self-pitying. It's just joyful, incredibly listenable. And I think that that is a tough, tough trick. And yet she manages to make it look really easy. Yeah. And yet at the same time, she ends this album with the last song, which is kind of a mixed message, which is, I've got this endless love no one can touch, but then comes back to, I don't want it, cut it out of me. And so it's, you know, the mixed feelings of, well, I've gone through this, but it's, kind of created a a self that I am today that maybe I have some issues with and I'm still working on. So the last song is called Endless Love. We've been discussing Tao and the Get Down, Stay Down. The album is called Man Alive. And this has been For the Record. Thanks for listening. Love.
love it 